If there's one certainty about FPL, if Pascal Gross gets even just a single return in a game, he'll be in the bonus points. No, although that is true. You finally played him this week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Proper chopped about that. Well, keep guessing. Um, people will do absolutely anything to get the most amount of double game week players possible. Including selling really good assets with good long term outlooks like <clears throat> Solanke. Touche. It's not quite what I was thinking of, but you're very close. Maybe there are three certainties about FPL then. So, so what's the third one? Double game weeks will be underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We had all this build-up last episode about which would be the best assets to own from Liverpool and Man City, and, well, they simply didn't live up to expectations. The Liverpool-Luton game is still underway, but it's safe to say that most of us are not quite invested in the game anymore. That is, unless you're, like me, and you're eagerly anticipating an Alfie Dottie assist. Not happening. Well, we'll see about that. Welcome back to the FPL Fortress. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jayon. All right, should we get back into the Game Week 25 review? Let's do it. Let's do it. Obviously, Liverpool and Man City. Two pretty tasty double game weeks for both teams. And quite literally, I think nobody really uh, stood out or popped off, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I guess we can talk about City first. Uh a disappointing one one draw Chelsea. Uh and uh underwhelming uh victory at home to Brentford. Uh Renford, the Brentford game capped off with a, a Holland goal, which for the you know, probably eighty at least eighty five percent of managers was, was a nice surprise from their triple captain. But yeah. Nothing crazy. I will say his 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 effective ownership around my rank, which is about I don't know eight hundred k, was like two hundred seven percent I think. So maybe a bit lower than I expected. Yeah, I think towards the higher levels is closer to even like two eighty. Oh wow, okay. two ninety. So I mean, there there wasn't that much to be gained or lost either way. But right. I mean, you know. You always still want your player to to do as well as he can. You do, you do, and seeing uh, seeing two blanks with your triple captainship used on that player is is just not a good sight. Yeah. So should we dive into some of these games a little more closely? Okay. So City Chelsea one one Chelsea obviously Chelsea took the lead first, and it it looked like we might actually have been uh, on course for a victory against City, which we haven't done since the Champions League final all those years ago, 2021. Uh, but, I mean, in the, in, the, in the group chat with our friends, someone said, this reeks of a Rodri screamer. And lo and behold, Rodri pops up with another one of his annoyingly clutch goals. Yeah, he really, he does have a knack for it, doesn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Surprising from a defensive midfielder, but if it would be any defensive midfielder, it would be Rodri, who, in my opinion, is is the best in the world at what he does right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. So ultimately, do you think one uh, one was a fair result? I mean, I I don't think City can really say they deserve to win. I think it's fair to think that maybe we were, you know, I I don't think we played all that badly. But I, I think a draw is, is maybe a pretty fair outcome. Yeah. Um, I honestly expected it to be just another demolition. Um, I think I, someone said on Twitter, we could see De Bruyne playing almost as a second striker. And, and I don't know why that stuck with me. That I, maybe, maybe it's happened before. I don't quite remember. And he demolished us. But that that I don't know. It was just 
I don't know, city in my, in my eyes is always a very fear inducing fixture. And honestly, I'm pretty surprised that like we were, we were, we were really quite decent. Um, especially in the first half, we like, I don't, it, it, it kind of, it kind of baffles me how no matter what we do, we're going to be stuck in 10th place. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Chelsea really do go through phases of like, yeah. oh, actually, your young players look pretty good and you start winning games. And then, I don't know. I, I I mean, I don't know what happens. I feel like I almost just forget about you for a little bit and then you're back exactly where you were before. Hmm. It's, a, it's a cycle, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But do you think each cycle exists do you uh, here we go. okay i'll say it like this uh is if you were to oh god this is going to be very convoluted if you try to visualize this think of think of a cycle it's a circle right yeah each cycle if we if we plot each cycle okay if 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 the y-axis sorry if the x-axis is time and the y-axis is how like just the level of goodness do yeah. you think, uh, do you think the the cycles, if you were to plot them on a graph, uh, w- would follow, uh, w- would have a positive slope? What do you mean by that? Like, as time goes on, is each cycle, like, are we progressing with each cycle, or is it like stagnant in terms of the level? I mean, I I kind of thought the way cycles worked is that you don't really ever progress. But I, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like the level of each cycle could get higher, you know, but the, sure, the, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So are you asking whether it's like a two steps forward, one step back or a one step forward, two steps back? I suppose. Yes, that's okay. That works. That works. I mean, it seems like to an outsider, it's a two steps forward, one step back, but the results don't agree with that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you I don't, I don't think you can really say that Chelsea have looked all that much better for you know extended stretches right now than they have before and they certainly haven't been getting better results yeah by the way uh Doty just came off injured oh boy <laughs> that's not that's not what we want to see on this fine Wednesday afternoon yeah. uh do we have anything to say about what happened Tuesday afternoon with the City Brentford game? Not much, honestly. I mean, we really didn't look very good. Mm. And then Holland scored, which he does every now and then. Every now and, and then. City got the three points, but I, I can't really say that I'm, you know, after that Brentford game, I feel so much better about where we are as a team than, than before that. Honestly, I, I might feel a little worse. Hmm. Brentford are a pretty resolute team. Yeah, oh, they're, I mean, they're they're certainly scrappy. Nothing comes easily against Brentford, but they at the same time they don't they shouldn't really threaten us with the the quality of disparity that they have and that we have. So it's not it's not exactly encouraging. Should we? Well, KDB did not start this game. Didn't play. Didn't even come off the bench. Um, you of course transferred him in. Uh, you brought in KDB and Odi for this game week, and uh, yeah, you, you don't look too happy about that. Yeah, I mean, so so I had Trent, and I was really excited to have Trent for this double. Mm-hmm. And and last week, we find out that Trent's hurt, so I I transfer Trent, and and Jared Bowen out. Well, so okay, so let me back up a bit. So, I I want to get you know I I want to attack the double game week as you do for double game weeks because they, they represent an opportunity. And now that Trent is out, I mean, I, I want to recover the, the, the lost opportunity there. I want to find a new way to attack the double game week. So I pivot to Kevin De Bruyne, who has been, you know, in, in the minutes he's played, he's looked very, very good as he always does. And so I, I decide I'm going to use the Trent money for De Bruyne and the, and then I end up, you know, also settling on Dalti because 
you know, I, I think I think with the double game weeks is a pretty logical choice, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out at all. I just would never have brought either of those players in for this game week. I I know you talked about Doty also being for for twenty eight because he also has a double then, but just I just 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 bringing in a Luton Town defender before I granted he has some assist potential bringing in a Luton Town defender before they play Man United and Liverpool just seems quite odd to me and uh yeah yeah I mean the one thing I will say to that is I don't know who else I would have gotten you could have gotten uh a Bournemouth defender I mean it's it's not like Bournemouth defender is Scott more than one point this game week. Yeah. Yeah, but uh I w- I would argue they have the bigger better fixtures in 28. I th- I think it's fairly equivalent. Equivalent. Uh, mm. We'll 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 circle back to this. And I I I think my point stands that if your your critique is that I didn't get a Bournemouth defender, I, then my, my... I I think my my choice is at least somewhat justified. If that's the best you can come up with, I I don't know. Maybe 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 my critique isn't the strongest, but your argument for Doherty was that who else would you, who else would I have gotten? And that's like that's I, so I guess it was. Well, just if a, if that's the best alternative, it seems like the opportunity cost is pretty low. Is my point? So I was a transfer to enable De Bruyne, basically. Yes. Yes. Which which brings me to my critique of De Bruyne, which is that I feel like we have talked a lot about how unsecure his minutes are and how like i don't know i feel like he he's he was he was in the past when you played a more fluid front six with a false nine he just was able to do a lot more and that with with holland's arrival he we've touched on this before he becomes like a like a magnet that sucks everything with him and like he just like occupies the space yeah up top and and no one else can really occupies it and prevents anyone else from inhabiting it um so i don't i and now you have to bring in your team like are you how do you feel about that i mean i i think in the short term i think i'm not concerned um, I mean, I right now I'm playing to wild card in thirty, so I I will reevaluate then. I'll okay. probably go to Salah instead. Mm-hmm. But I I think I think the long term, the medium term effects of their Bruyne in my team are not something that I ever was concerned about or ever will be concerned about. Okay, they uh, you playing the Champions League next week or no? Um, I think there might be one more week after that until then. Might be FA Cup. It might be midweek. FA Cup. FA Cup. But that doesn't concern you. I mean, his minutes are always a bit of a question. Yeah. But I think, in in some ways, I mean, I I don't look. I don't, I don't love the situation, but at this point, I'll take what I can get. Hmm. I, I suppose. I also no. I I was gonna say selling bone before um, before twenty nine, but I guess that's not the biggest. We'll talk about gaming twenty nine. Yeah. Should we should we talk about the Liverpool double? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it was just a, an atrocious game from an FPL perspective. Uh, the first one against Brentford, Darwin and Jota combining for a total of 90 minutes out of a, a, a possible 360. I mean, that's just, I mean, no one could have seen that coming, but, but the fact that it happened does not, does not, what's, what, how should I say? It, it, it rubs all in the, no, that's not right. It's just, it, it was just painful. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think 
we knew that I don't, I don't think anyone expected that both of them would get 180 but i mean we, we talked about it last week we were saying 135 150 165 and i think those were fair fair estimates and for both of them to come off in the fashions that they, that they did at the times they did it it hurts it hurts because that it really feels like it's one of those ones that you just have nothing that you can do about it no control over it totally which i guess in some sense makes it better because it was i think it was a good choice to bring both of them in if you did and it just didn't it was another classic case of good decision bad outcome perhaps perhaps um salah turns out he's yeah that's that was the the big surprise uh, I mean, we, we, we all thought maybe he starts the second one, but yeah. he probably doesn't get more than 15, 20 in the first one. And then he's pressing the duty and he, and he puts up a huge figure of goals and make all of us look a little a little silly. Yeah, although, he, I mean, he wasn't supposed to come on. Originally, I think he was supposed to come on later in the Brentford game, but due to Jota's injury, he was kind of forced on a bit earlier, which... Might have been bad because it re-aggravated his hamstring issue, which is why he's completely missing the Luton game right now. Oh, is he really? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean um, no, I mean, yeah. Liverpool, I mean, they've had a lot of injuries recently. And yeah, you have to wonder if it almost just compounds a bit. That when, you know, when you're missing players, the other players have to step up more, and then they get hurt, and then mm. the original players have to step up more, and it's it's almost a vicious cycle. Yeah. Who's out? Let's see. Trent, Jota, Allison for a little bit. Sobo's live, but he's almost back. And Maybe South. Darwin for a bit. Darwin. I, I think he was a doubt for for the, the final against Chelsea this weekend, so I think yeah. he'll, he'll probably be fine soon. Yeah. Yeah. But man, just seeing the 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 Brentford Luton double game week when I picked my team and coming away with four points from Jota and seven points from Darwin is just no. I mean, you should absolutely feel hard done by. Sorry, five points from Darwin. Anyway, um, that's I feel that's a pretty good segue into our other points briefly about game week twenty five. Uh, a lot of people. Got Darwin by selling Watkins or Solanke. Uh, I sold Solanke, kept Watkins. You kept both of them, and it was uh, pretty damn good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Solanke had a brace. Watkins had a goal and assist. Uh, or no, sorry, other way around. Watkins at the brace. But both of them take on all three bonus points, double-digit hauls, and... I mean, they. I think they showed exactly why they deserve to be in our teams for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think I think I was justified in. You would have been justified in selling either Watkins or Solanke for Darwin for the double, and the previous Burnley fixture. I mean, I I think definitely. It's it's, you know, I mean, if Darwin had not gotten hurt and he'd gotten another goal somewhere i think it would definitely seem like it was the right transfer either way um yeah. i mean i think definitely now that this game weeks passed and the results have happened you'd you know you wish you hadn't done it done it, done it that way because i think you know you are gonna want probably gonna want to make the move right back but you know i mean that's just another element of variance in some ways yeah Probably not this week because Bournemouth plays City, but next week seems like it. Yeah. You, you have to have Solanke for that double. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Saka just keeps cooking. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's back, isn't he? I think he he found his recipe book is what happened. I, th- I think he might have found his church pastor once again. Oh, what was there? Is there a bit that I'm not getting? Well, there, I th- I think some some Arsenal fans were were commenting on uh, Saka. I think he had a new hairstyle for a little while. Oh, 
and and people were saying he's he's ventured into the wrong parts of London. He's left the church behind, but it seems like he's back now. Yeah. There are there certainly are uh, many a part in London where one ought not to venture. But clearly the Emirates is 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 safe grounds for now. At it's least. true. At least for Saka. It's true. All right, shall we move on to our dilemma deliberations? Yeah. Let's do it. So, Rasmus. He's uh he's doing big things. Yeah, I th I think the the miracle that we were waiting on is, has finally finally appeared. I don't even think it would we we shouldn't even call it a miracle because like like honestly he was really quite decent um even before he started scoring the way he was playing at least. Yeah, I mean that's what it seems like the consensus consensus always was for a while. Like yeah. I mean there when a player goes 15 without scoring there are always going to be detractors but I think and there are an unusual amount of people who who were sticking by him during that during that stretch and I think that should have told us something. Right. Oh my god. I'm looking at his history. That's so many twos in a row. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. But yeah. I mean, he's put up what three double digits in the last six. I think he scored in all six of his last six. So Yeah. Yeah. Pretty remarkable stuff. But uh with Holland, Watkins, and Selenki, the big question is: Is there a place for Erasmus in our teams? I th I think it's difficult. I think it's very difficult. I think a lot depends on what happens with their game week twenty nine fixture, which is Sheffield United at home. I think huh. if if that fixture stays, and you know that that would make it until game week thirty a pretty good run, other than the City game in in twenty seven. I mean, it's it's three pretty nice fixtures at home, and yeah. if if that's the case, then I think you can make an argument. Certainly, if you're you know certainly on a free hit in twenty nine, but even if you know let's let's say you are you know you got Darwin out and you're looking to get another striker back in, I th I think it's it's conceivable. That you could get Hoyland in for, for probably not Solanke because of the double, but maybe Watkins. Yeah, but I mean, like Watkins is good though. No, Watkins is good. It's good. Watkins is a little bit more expensive, which could factor in. That's true. That's true. And it's not like Watkins has awful fixtures either. It's difficult. It's difficult. Forest, Luton, Spurs. He definitely plays against West Ham in twenty nine, which might yeah, be a factor. that's a factor. Wolves, City, Brentford, Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to think Watkins is pretty fixture proof. Reasonably, reasonably. I mean, there certainly aren't any that, you know, in the near future that I wouldn't back him to do well in. So right. it's it's it seems like Hoyland is you know just outside of the the top three, and when you only have three striker slots, that's a bit of a problem for him. Right, right. This is this is a novel issue that we were coming across because I, I I just seem to you know in the past the issue has always been not enough good strikers, right? I mean, what wasn't that we talked about that a lot last year? There just weren't like any people to choose from strikers do you mean yeah yeah i think so it that was last could i don't think that was this season because there have been a few yeah this season has been decent in the past it, it always seems like you just want to feel five midfielders right yeah. and then just cobble some strike partnership together but but right now i mean i think the three four three is the matter mm-hmm mm -hmm. which is interesting do you think um how do we feel about the state of the midfielders right now? Just as a side side 
see. I think there aren't quite as many that I desperately wanted. I think the the top end of the midfielders is is looking to be quite strong. I mean, you have Salah's coming back. Salah's back. Or, I mean, he could be out again. But Salah's back. Son's back. Saka is good again. De Bruyne exists. Yeah. Um. So, you probably are going to want two of those, maybe. And then, yeah, I, 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 I think the change is that there aren't too many in either the, you know, seven to nine or the mm-hmm. five to seven bracket that are really pounding down the door. Right. I think most people are going to have Foden and Palmer, right? I think certainly right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, no, sorry, no Hoyland is what I'm hearing. It's it's less of a no Hoyland than a yes Watkins and Solanke. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's so frustrating. I like yeah. I I remember a couple game weeks ago, maybe like his third game scoring in a row. I was like, you know, I I started raising my eyebrows. But uh, it's it. It's it's always, it's always hard to know when a player is for real after he goes so long without anything. Yeah. But totally. I think totally. it's not unreasonable to assume we're approaching that point with Hoyland. Yeah. Yeah. Richarlison comes to mind as someone who's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richarlison, I mean, we could... I'm sure we could also talk on go on and on about him but i mean he i think he proved a lot of people wrong and you know a lot of injuries rewarded him and brought him in their teams yeah though he has blanked in his last two but we'll yeah. see but i mean he had a, a great stretch before that that would have made every manager happy all right so let's move on to our second one jota replacements question mark I mean, Jota could be out for a while. So he is this is he is confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this, I mean, you know, there there are things in terms of the you know free hits, wild cards, and whatnot. But it seems like you might want someone who is like you know medium long term to replace that. Yeah. Does anyone so, in particular spring to mind? For me, for me, yeah, by the way, Jota out for months. Quote. Yeah, wow. That's so unlucky. He's always been riddled. Yeah. But uh, I simply cannot look past either Huang or, or Neto against Sheffield United at home. I just, just Sheffield. I, I saw this, uh, I think the Premier League account uh, posted this on Instagram. Both City and, and Sheffield United have not had a nil-nil in the last 72 games. Obviously, for very different reasons. For very different reasons, yeah. Very different reasons. Yeah. And, like, like that's... Seeing that... Honestly, for any team, seeing that capital SHU on the pick team page is oh, so, I mean, so alluring. Yeah. Yeah, it it's made me consider captaining players that have had no business being captained. Mm. Wait, be honest. If you had you didn't have Dodi against uh, Sheffield, did you? Two weeks ago? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. If you had him, would you consider? I mean, not over, not over Holland, but would have been fun. Would have, it would have, would have been disastrous, but it would have been fun. <laughs> yeah, I listen. Both of those Wolves midfielders are so, like, they're, I saw this, and uh, the turn of phrase is, they're just going to cut through Sheffield. It's going to be like bread, uh, a, excuse me, it's going to be like a, a knife through hot butter. You know, I, I always imagined it as a hot knife through butter. And a knife through hot Wait. butter probably makes more sense. But I feel like a hot knife through butter sounds better. I you, that is the actual phrase. I realized okay, that you okay. say that that I missed. 
even though it makes more sense for the butter to be warm than the knife to be warm. You think so? I think so. I think so. Just like logistically speaking? Yeah, exactly. Like usually if you'd warm up one of them, you'd warm up the butter. That's true. That's true. Maybe we should change the analogy. I don't know, but hot knife does sound better than knife through hot. How much of it is because we're accustomed to it? Oh, I'm sure most of it is, but yeah. a knife through hot butter, a hot knife through butter. But I, also, I hot butter just melts, so I've... can't really cut that. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. That's... But either way, the result is it is demolished. Yeah, pool of butter. Yeah. So, so what was the reason for that analogy? I it was just a. Uh, you know, describing what I envision Huang and Neto to to do to right, the right. Yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna choose Neto or Huang, which one would it be? It's it's really quite tricky. I if we just look at the stats over the course of the season, uh, if I go on Hot Mob right now, I can tell you that Huang has three assists, ten goals, and Neto has nine assists, two goals. Off the face of that, obviously you're going to be more inclined to go with Huang. Um, and it looks like Huang is up top while Neto is left wing. But Wolves' front three, as we know, is pretty interchangeable. But I do think Huang will be the main man. Um, and um, uh, what I will say is um, that the game that we watched together, actually, uh, Wolves against Everton, 3-0, I was just so ridicul- ridiculously impressed by Huang. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, I, I mean, he was everywhere. Always popping up. Yeah. Yeah. You have thoughts? I think... I think Huang... Maybe this is a little simplistic, but I think sometimes it's a good thing. I think Huang is more of the goal threat and Neto's more of the assist threat. And if you're going to choose between one, I think you choose Huang. Exactly. That's, That's what I was trying to elucidate with the numbers yeah yeah um i a lot of people seem to be saying that uh huang is for analytics fc and neto is for grass fc but honestly huang is grass and analytics fc so yeah i mean i think if if you're choosing one purely off vibes it would still be neto yeah oh yeah that's that's fair but i i i do like huang as well Neto is really, uh, I don't know how to describe it. He's like scruffy. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think there there's something about like the small winger who isn't like all that fast, but is just like really good on the ball as a wand of the left foot. That's always just so entrancing. <laughs> how much of that is describing the archetype and how much of that is you describing Pedro Neto? <laughs> Well, I think I think there are, are probably others, not Maybe. that many off the top of my head. Um, I mean, Olise somewhat fits the archetype. You know, not, not, at, all. not at all. Not the small not part, but the everything else part. Olise is smooth. Neto is not smooth. Neto is Neto is pretty smooth. Ah, Neto is pretty smooth. He's more of a barreler. I I think we might have to agree disagree there. What we agree on is that he is quite good. Of course, of course. But that Huang is a better option. Yeah, yeah. So anyone else comes to mind? People are talking about Douglas Louise, which is just so odd. I, I just, like, I know he's on pens. I don't like players with a zero open play goal threat. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe that's a bad way of playing the game. I don't think it is, but I, I just think I want players who are not defensive midfielders in my team. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a good question. Just like don't. <laughs> Would yeah. you... Uh, I'm just looking at the list of most transferred in players. Uh, Gross, Garnacho, Odegaard. I think Garnacho's a 
a possibility. Yeah. I think it's a possibility. He's really cheap. I like I keep on forgetting that he's five million. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think also I mean I think also saying if you don't own Saka, get Saka. Right. Which yeah. is what I'm doing. But assuming you already have him, as most players do. There I think um, I think you'd probably want to go cheaper. Is what we've been getting it. Say that again? Like if, if you already have Saka, you you probably want to go cheaper with the shelter mm. replacement. Oh yeah. Leon Bailey? Hmm. I'm I'm not sold. I'm not sold. To be fair, I haven't exactly watched him recently, but I'm not sold. Yeah. He has a 0.6 expected goal moments per 90, is what I'm seeing. Not bad, but... Not bad. It's not bad. But I... I, Leon Bailey. Ah. Ah. But he's Jamaican, and he has a cool accent. (laughs) Did you Uh, see that clip of him? What clip? Which one? He was just at the end of the day. No. A clip of him saying that. It was so... It was cool. He was so he cool. also hasn't gotten a double-digit haul since Game Week 2. Mm. And I'm, I'm just a sucker for double-digit hauls. Oh, aren't we all? <laughs> but it's... I, I honestly feel like it's a great metric of how much I want a player. Because mm. one, one of the reasons I got Bowen out was he had a whole... Like, he scored, like, seven goals in eight games. But he was always just putting up, like, seven points, eight points, eight points, seven points, seven points, eight points, eight points. And if that's your ceiling, mm. then you, you just need to go on an insane stretch to, you know, be worth it. And even when he did that, he wasn't, like, all that good. So. Yeah, well, listen. Neto has had two, and Huang has had three. Better than one? And both of them have missed time. Both of them what? Both of them have missed time and have nine or ninety minute men. Bailey is nowhere near a ninety minute man. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know this might be a segue to our last question. Uh, wolves are are likely, I should say, to not play in twenty nine. Um, so just, you know, how much attention should we be putting towards the the big blank game week twenty nine when we're making transfers for these next? Three game weeks. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it depends on what strategy you want. I I think, as as I've said before, this blank isn't really all that conducive to a free hit, because the way I see it, they're just like aren't enough elite players playing that your free hit team is going to be that much better than a seven or eight player team that's just cobbled together yeah um and i i really think that if you start playing now it's very survivable you can get nine ten players without the free hit yeah and be fine i'm i'm with you i think you can definitely manage to get um the most important players um from the teams who are playing um yeah I, exactly. he, most people have Watkins. Yeah, I know we just talked poorly about Bowen, but he does play in twenty nine. Yeah, he's no. I'm, uh, we'll probably get Bowen back. Yeah, They're very dependent on Pakata. Seems like. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who else? I guess uh, you might bring in a son. Yeah, I mean there 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 are some options, but I think it's very, it's very doable on the fly. Right, so you're not deterred um, from uh, Huang or Neto by the fact that they'll probably blank at 29? I mean, I think if, you know, I, I would start planning and see, you know, right now. Like, if, if I just start replacing all my blank players with players who play, and you also kind of have yeah. to wait until the fixtures are confirmed 
next week right. to really do this. But I, I would kind of try to get a sense of where I'm at and if I can afford to bring in a player who can play in 29. Can you? I think I think I personally probably could. But, you know, you don't want to dig yourself into too big a hole before you really know what you're dealing with. Yeah. It's really quite annoying that you that we won't find out until next, I think, next week. Yeah, yeah. But what can you do? What can you do? Actually, I just saw I currently have uh nine. Yeah, this is interesting. I have nine for uh for this upcoming game week and I have two free transfers. So I get could get to eleven. I'm definitely gonna get uh Huang, I think. Uh but I, I, I could make a defend. I could do Virgil to someone or Darwin to someone. Would you move the Darwin to Slovanki transfer up one week? Yeah, I mean, if you're already going to make that transfer, I don't see why not. I uh, see. I, I'm I'm not quite sure about that logic. I mean, because... I guess they are playing City. Yeah, exactly. Which the, is I mean... well, if if who would you get for Virgil? It's not like there's a defender that you really want, is there? That is rather true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. What would you would you play with ten? No, because Solanke is better than ten. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're just not if you're not going to do anything, you and you're going to get Slinky next week, then get Slinky this week. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah. Also, City just like you know, you really aren't that watertight at the back. Yeah, I mean, we're not as good as we've been before. That's true. Yeah, this is reminding me of Vlacancelo. Uh, Vlacancelo, why? Just just because he's a city defender, and I remember him getting quite a few clean sheets when he was playing. You just thought about him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it was, uh, yeah. No, I, you know, I thought about that. Uh, might have been three seasons ago at this point, maybe four even. Uh, the John Stones 27-point double game week. Oh, my goodness. That was immense. That was immense. It? Yeah, I did. Wow. What about BS? You got 18. I might have had... Oh, I don't know if I had both of them, actually. I'm not sure. Mm. Oh, good times. Oh, yeah. Those were fun. Uh, so what is your updated chip strategy? If you can posit something before we know about the 29s. I think at the moment I'm planning on... Uh, wild carding in thirty out of whatever I do for twenty nine. Uh huh. Uh, probably free hitting in thirty four, which is, I think it might be what a mix of blank and double, a bit of both, I and then bench so. boosting in the double in thirty seven. That makes sense. That makes sense. I th I think it's the most sensible that I can figure out. Yeah. Anything else on on the matter? I I don't I, I think that looks pretty likely for me too. I I think I was pretty conscientious about, um, for example, let's see who did I sell last week? I sold a defender for for Virgil, um, and, uh, shoot, who did I sell? Wait, I'm 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 gonna find this out. Point is, I sold that defender instead of Poro because I thought he might be back in time for. Uh, for 29. So all that to say, I am trying to navigate 29 without any chips, if possible. I think that's the best strategy. All right, so that brings us to our, our capacity section, which, yeah. you know, should be could be could be a little cut and dry, but I think after the results of recent weeks. It, it could be. There could be some debate. Do you like Holland against Bournemouth away? I think it's a decent fixture. I think it's, you know, I mean, you'd always rather home than away for captains. But it's not like Bournemouth are an airtight defense. 
No. By any stretch? Oh, 6-1 last time at home. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bournemouth are, you know, they're, they're bottom half of the table for a reason. Yeah. But it's it's not, yeah, there's nothing guaranteed with this fixture is my point. And I, I think he's probably the best choice. But, yeah. I mean, I think there are other options. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a, a Saka against Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle are not a good defensive team right now. I think they're uh, bottom two alongside West Ham. Bottom two? Defense. You really think they're worse than Sheffield United? Oh, uh, I'm talking like rec- I forget the time span is, uh, exactly, but um, in terms of ex- expected goals conceded, I'm pretty sure it's uh, West Ham and Newcastle. I mean, I, I don't people- think I don't think they are a worse defense than Sheffield or Luton Town or Burnley, but they're a bad. Defense. They're not a good defense at all. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you say to uh, Asaka? I mean, my, my gut instinct is that it feels like it's chasing last week's points. But I I do think that whenever Saka plays at home against a bad defense, or not whenever, but whenever he's playing like that in this form, then he is dangerous. Uh-huh. And I I I think I think I wouldn't be shocked if Saka outscores Holland. Right. I yeah, I I could see like a like a one goal, two bonus point, eight point endeavor for Holland against Bournemouth. That's my preliminary prediction. I could, but there's there's no reason he couldn't put up two goals and an assist at the same time. That's the thing. It's true. Uh, apparently, Dan Burns been getting cooked at left back for Newcastle. Has he? I haven't been following that closely, but I mean, he uh, is six right. seven. Right. Like, I really don't know how he's. Being able to make it into the prem in the first place at six seven. He locked up Mbappe. I mean, he he did, but yeah, I mean, okay. Right now, in a vacuum, it's Wolves Newcastle. You know, Pedro Neto is going up against Dan Burn. Who do you think is coming out on top? Wait. Oh. Um. Surely it's Neto. If you if you had to put bet money on someone, surely it's Neto. It's Neto. It is Neto. Was that a particularly helpful illustrative? Yeah, I just think it's it's worth contextualizing Dan Byrne. Okay, like that. Uh, okay. And that that that, that wasn't you know a commentary on a potential Neto captaincy, which okay. you know is also an option, seeing that playing Neto or playing Sheffield at home. I'm quite inclined to do either Saka or probably Huang. I it's just fun, you know. It is fun. It is fun. I I I just can't captain Huang. I'm I'm not capable of it. But <laughs> not not when Holland's right there. Not when he's right there. I guess I guess so. I guess so. Or do you think he'll play ninety? Because you play Luton in the FA Cup next week midweek. Holland, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Probably. He's more durable than people think. He doesn't need to rest that much. I get the rest against Luton. Yeah, at least like 45 minutes rest. Yeah. Dude, I'm seriously tempted by Huang. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I 100% support bringing Huang in, but I think captaining him is just too much. I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about yeah, it. you do that. I I, I mean I I would support you. I just don't think it's it's a sustainable strategy to be captaining players like Hank in circumstances like this. Yeah, you would support me, but you don't, and that's pretty valid, and probably why you're ahead of me in the ranking. Possibly, possibly. I think. Uh, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the FPL Fortress. Yeah, I think it does. Um, it's it's been it's been a fun one. I think it's it's always you know 
a bit deflating when uh, a big double game leak or even a medium double game leak doesn't deliver. But there's still so much more to look forward to, so much more to plan for, so many, you know, more players to consider. And, you know, the, the FPL train keeps rolling, and so do we. It's true. Have have I quoted I I feel like I have. I've quoted Filippo Tommaso Marinetti to you before, haven't I? I? I think I've heard the name, so I'm I'm sure you have. Yeah. Italian futurist. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yes, yes. You know, he says I, I really hope I'm not. I'm going to verify that I'm not misquoting him. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't quite find this quote online, but it's it's something I remember from one of my classes, so I'm going to hope I remember correctly. Uh, the past trembles. The past trembles. We, we uh, oh, maybe I'm getting confused with, uh, no, 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 that was Hegel. Hegel said the owl of Minerva spreads its wings after dusk. Meaning hindsight is twenty twenty, maybe also a bit, maybe not so applicable here. I don't know. I'm rambling, but uh, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, despite the the underwhelming nature of this double game week, there are more, much more exciting ones, uh, to come in the future, and uh, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm the captain Huang. I'm I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Yeah, I really am. I mean, no matter, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's honestly like there, there's some reason to it, certainly, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it works out. Yeah, I think uh, no, no matter what, I'll, I'll have some strong feelings about. You'll it. have a story to tell. I will. I will. And, and that's, and that's what we're all about, isn't it? At the Field Fortress, I think we are storytellers visionaries indeed we are do you want to close this off yeah um wishing everyone a healthy green arrow <laughs>